Yes, it's episode 58 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. I don't think I said that last week, so don't, does that mean the podcast is now jinxed? Who knows? But it's uh, recording this on Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. Have you all updated your social media, even though you don't have your mum on social media? Did you do that? I love my mum. She's the best person in the world. You're like our best friend to me. I love you, mum. Happy Mother's Day. Greatest mum ever. And all now your mum's not on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. So who is this for? Like I said, you got to post something because you don't want you know people to think you don't rate your mum. So you got to post something. I posted something simply for that reason. <laughs> but um, I didn't see her today, though. Didn't see her. I had to give her a call because I was in Hamburg for Mother's Day. Well, no, not for Mother's Day, on Mother's Day. I was in Hamburg for a stag. Um, it was very fun. It was very fun. The second time I've been to Hamburg. It's just a weird city. But, um, weird city, weird city. They've got their little red light district place, which is actually just a house. It's a house. It's weird. It's, it's surreal. Very surreal place. Um, it's like the 80s. It has, it, the, the Reaper Barn is the area. It just doesn't have anything modern looking there at all. Yeah, but it's uh, interesting. Interesting city. Fun city and stuff. But a um, bit seedy. <laughs> is what I'd say. But the flight was delayed out. As it was coming back as well. Two hours delayed back. Probably about an hour delayed out. Just sat on the plane on the way out there. No explanation of why why it was delayed. But yeah, it was that was that was the flight, man. But I hate I hate being delayed on planes. Unless you don't mind being delayed, just tell me why. That's all. Don't just have me waiting for no reason. You've got to tell me why the flight's delayed. It's that ambiguity, not knowing why you just sat there. But um, but in general, I'm not in a rush. I'm on planes. As I was talking about on social media the other day. You know, you get those people as soon as the plane lands. You, get, you know, you hear the engine kind of go off and the lights come on. Like, boom. And you just, you get those people just stand up straight away. Start opening the overhead compartments, trying to pull out all their bags. It's like, where are you going? You're row 20. That means you've got 19 rows of six ahead of you. And probably got about 15 rows of six behind you. Where are you going? You can see some people actually trying to like gesture to can they get down the aisle past these other people. Who's all doing the same thing, rushing? Even when I'm in the aisle seat, I don't even rush to get up. I will just sit there, play on my phone, carry on reading. Because where are you rushing to? You're rushing to get off the plane. Cool. Right, where next? Now you have to get on a bus. A shuttle bus that's not going to pull off until the bus is full. Okay, so you've rushed to get to that point. It's still standing still. And then what? You go to the terminal. Yeah. Then what do you do? You rush to get to passport control. Only for you to be confronted by a massive queue. There is never no queue with passport control. Then you get through that. Where? To the baggage carousel. Guess what? Baggage carousel's not even on yet. Your stuff hasn't even made it to the terminal. And then you have to wait there. 
and you have to still stand and wait. And then what do you do? You rush, you get to the train station. Guess what? Next train, 15 minutes. So, like, where, where did you rush and get you? Nowhere. Just chill out. It's like when he was coming back and boarding on the plane. Not in boarding, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, actually boarding. It's the boarding bit, you know, where they do the whole call and stuff. I was just sat there in the departure lounge. See this massive queue of people there. All rushing, all huffing and puffing and just sighing. But look, guess what? My seat number is reserved. No one's going to sit in my seat. So what am I rushing for? It's not like it's going to run out of seats. I know where I'm sat. It's on my ticket. So I'll be the last person on the plane. I don't care. Because guess what? My seat will still be there. Whether I'm the first or the last. Guess what? If I'm the first person, I'm going to have to keep on getting up to let people through. Nah. 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 No rushing. But there it was. Flew out from Heathrow. Heathrow Airport. You know, there's still little warning signs that they have at the airport as well about what you're not allowed to bring on the plane. You know what I mean? Don't, don't, bring on, don't bring on petrol. Ah, damn it. I was going to bring on my can of petrol onto the plane. Thanks for telling me, though. What I've learned with these signs, right, is that whenever you see a sign, it means someone's done it in the past. These signs don't just come out for no reason. They're not just an exhaustive list of things. These are the things that other people try to bring on. Knives, guns. <laughs> the idea of someone going through security. Anything in your bag? Nah. Anything in your pockets? No. Go through the thing. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, sorry. Well, forgot I've got my gun in my pocket. Can I just put it in the little, can I put a little grey box thing? Cheers. Uh, to put it through the scanner. Yeah, sorry, it's my gun. That's what's going off. My bad. Um, sorry, sir, what? You're not allowed to bring guns. What? Why can't I bring a gun onto the plane? Um, because it's a deadly weapon, sir. Well, I didn't see a sign. And that's where the sign comes from. <laughs> but, um, what's been happening this week? And stuff. What, was, what has been happening this week? Not much, really. Only one article I kind of picked up on. Or two articles, actually. Um, one was headlined, what was it? You'll die tonight, wife slashed husband with scissors over nude photos of lover in her 70s. There you go, victim needs wheelchair after fleeing through window. Ah, mate, flee through the door, not the window. You'll hurt yourself fleeing through a window. But, um... You should laugh, but it's kind of mad. Let's let's read this story. If you ain't heard it, um, a children's fashion designer slashed her husband across the face with scissors um, after discovering he was having an affair. Charlotte Laudat. Is her name actually Laudat? That's funny. 31 is facing jail after attacking Simon, 40, hours after finding naked photos of a woman in her late 70s um, on his phone. She pulled scissors um, from her rope well, she just had scissors just thought just there in her robe and inflicted eight wounds telling him you're going to die tonight black fries crown caught hurt um fearing for his life he jumped out of a first floor window to escape damaging his ankles bro it's only the first floor actually though no, i'm thinking of ground floor yeah actually first floor that's kind of high um he now needs a wheelchair or a walking frame to get around um loud at who designed children's clothes under the brand little lot london 
Um, this week admitted unlawful wounding and inflicting grievous bodily harm. She is now pregnant. Is she pregnant with him? Why is daddy in the wheelchair? Well, because I chased him with scissors because he was banging a 70-year-old. Um, she is now pregnant and wept as Judge Jane Sullivan warns her she could face prison. The court heard the couple, who married in 2016, had been on the property management course in Milton Keynes in October 26, last year when she found photos of a woman on his phone. Laudat said, I saw various pictures of the lady in her late 70s, naked, and I never want to see them again. She added that her husband and the woman had an affair, and a £50... No, wait, sorry. She added that her husband and the woman had an agreement for £50 and dinner. It was a sex meeting that was going on, which was even weirder. So who paid who? Did he pay the woman 50 quid to take her for dinner and to have sex? Or did she pay him 50 quid? I'll give you 50 quid and you take me out for dinner and then you bang me, alright? Um, now that said, she initially believed it was a joke, but her husband admitted to the affair coming to her flat in Finsbury Park later that evening to try to talk. Well done, he went to her flat. I thought they were married, though. How come they living separately? This marriage was never going to work. Um, prosecutor Jean O'Connor said after the phone call to the woman um, in the photos, she flew into a rage. Oh, she, she spoke to the old lady. Hello? Yes? Yes, me. I've been banging your husband. Oh, yes, yes, I have. Okay. Speak to you later, bye. Yeah, that would send her into a rage. She was shouting and screaming abuse. She attacked her husband with a pair of scissors. Mr. Connor said she started to slash at his face, saying, I'll catch your eyes open. That's a weird threat. Your eyes are kind of naturally got slits in. Cut your eye out? Yeah, maybe. But cut them open. Don't make sense. Mr. Lauder, who gave evidence from a wheelchair, and he's got these moon boots on in the picture as well. I'm told the court, after she hit me the first time with the scissors, I backed away because I was in shock. She then put the scissors inside the knuckles and basically punched me. Well, this woman's proper on it, isn't it? Um, He said he pleaded with his wife to stop the attack and grabbed her hair in a bid to wrestle free the weapon. Why are you grabbing her hair? Listen, someone's attacking you with scissors. Just punch them square in the face. And I'm not condoning violence against, you know, women. But I am condoning violence against someone attacking you with a pair of scissors. She wasn't pregnant at the time. Kick her in the chest. I don't understand people don't use their feet in combat. Maybe because I play football, it seems natural for me to kick, but... That's kind of less violent than punching someone, actually, yeah. If a woman's attacking me with scissors, believe I'll sweep kick her. I'll sweep her legs away. And if she's wearing heels, that's easy. Um, <laughs> the girl heard that after loud that told him, uh, you're suffering tonight, you're going to die tonight. He jumped out the kitchen window. Um, Lauda claimed her husband had come at her first with the scissors and she had inflicted the wounds during a struggle, but Judge Sullivan said, I have no doubt it was she who produced the scissors and used them. She was angry about his behaviour. Lauda was freed on bail until sentencing on April the 13th. So we'll see where that goes. And it's mad, but if she's pregnant, um, can, do you go to prison if you're pregnant as a woman? What's the rule there? Because, I mean, you know, that seems kind of mad to have a pregnant person in prison. 
Like, is there a separate wing for pregnants in, in prison? A maternity wing. <laughs> yeah, and then what? Do you, do you have, like, a prison crash? How, how does it work? Oh, yeah, there's a weird one. I know that does work. I have to look that up. I'm not gonna look at right now because it's too late, and I um I, I'm not gonna do that. Another story that I saw as well. Again, it's not major world news. It's the stories that I kept seeing. An accountant must give her builder ex-partner cash from home sales. But this is what I found interesting. Let me read it to you. A city accountant who fell for a married builder, um, but split with him. A city accountant who fell for a married builder but split with him five years on has been ordered to share proceeds from a £1 million property portfolio. Jacqueline McGain, 50, met Essex tradesman Brian Self, 65, in Spain in 2009. The pair lived together and the divorced mother of two bought four houses in Essex worth more than £1 million. After they separated in 2014, he demanded she split the properties, claiming he had put money in and work. And the High Court heard um, Miss Gain from Clark, or must, no, sorry, Miss Gain of Clerkenwell uh, said the homes were hers and countersued, claiming Mr. South owed her £50,000. In December, Judge Patrick Maloney ordered her to hand over half the net proceeds from the sale of a 600 grand house in uh, in Ongar. Uh, and all the proceeds of the sale for £140,000 house in Walton on the days, uh, making a balance payment of 115000 and pay fifty grand in interest. She has won the appeal to cut the interest payment to about £2,500. Uh, so what the point is, I was making on this right, is who is her lawyer? Because I don't understand this at all. One, she's a city accountant, meaning that she should know city lawyers, meaning she should have some, you know, friends in decent places. All right. Two, this guy is married. Um, so I'm not sure how he's claiming that he needs 50% of the stuff that she's made when they weren't married to each other. He was married to someone else. Um, and how is she trying to claim she's got a little victory here by cutting her 15 grand interest payments down to two and a half and you have to split half your property that's who is her lawyer who is his lawyer how's a man married to another woman managing to claim 50% of the, her earnings <laughs> this guy's a G like I don't know I think maybe it's you know that pendulum effect you know how men have just been absolutely battered in divorce settlements previously like is this just the world trying to self-right so it's gone too far the other way so I can't see how this woman lost this case and it's such a shocking way as well um, right let's get on to you know, 15 minutes in the podcast let's get on to Dear Deirdre because you know it's what we like in it we like it right here's the first one uh, we tried something new in bed and I don't know how to tell my wife I don't like it Oop. Dear Deirdre Dear Deirdre Darren does dear Deirdre. My wife came back from an Anne Summers party saying she was in the mood. Uh, she and the other girls had been discussing sex and my wife wanted to try doing something new that I've always thought was out of bounds. I'm 53 and my wife is 49. I was reluctant but she kept on. So we tried it a couple of nights later. 
my wife had the biggest orgasm I've ever known her to have and now she wants to do it again. I'm not keen and find it a bit unsettling. Not only that, but now she also wants me to slap her bottom while having sex. I'm worried about what she will ask me to do next. Right, so... From from what this guy's just said here, uh, it's mainly this line here. Not only that, now she wants me to slap her bottom while having sex. Tells me that this guy probably, you know, maybe a bit vanilla. A bit ready salted is his favourite flavour, you know what I mean? A bit plain, this guy. A little butt slap. And he's like, ugh. Oh, no. <laughs> What is it? What is it that she asked him to do? That he always thought was out of bounds. I bet he went down on her for the first time. He's just like, no. No, I don't want to kiss those lips. No. (laughs) I mean, why? your wife had the biggest orgasm ever. I, I don't know what it was that made this guy feel so uncomfortable. But made his wife feel so good. That's awkward, isn't it? But, um, mate, you're clearly not ready for any kind of... Anything that's kind of sex level two. Say there's ten sex level, this guy's on level one. But what do you do if it's actually your wife? I guess it's, uh, if one of you's got a compromise, isn't it? And to be fair, if she's 49... And that was the biggest orgasm she's ever had. Um, she's probably been doing a lot of compromising for a lot of your marriage. So, mate, put on the gimp mask and bang away. Because that's what she wants. <laughs> Keep your woman happy. Right, what else is there on Dear Deirdre? Dear Deirdre. Uh, whoa. There you go. He's devastated. Let's read this one. Ooh. Here it comes, dear Deirdre, he's devastated. We kicked out our son's abusive cheating girlfriend. Oh, so we kicked our son's abusive cheating girlfriend out and now he's threatening suicide. Oh, Jesus. Um, My son says my husband and I are ruining his life and he just wants to jump out of the window. Then make sure that his bedroom's on the ground floor. Um, I'm 40 and my husband is 42. Our son is 20 and his girlfriend is 19. They were unemployed for a while and we supported them. Son's girlfriend is abusive towards him. She taunted my son uh, with a boy at work, saying everyone thinks they would make a lovely couple and that she might dump our son. We caught her meeting up with this boy while my son was at work and we asked her to move out. She went to live with her mum an hour away. My son is devastated. One minute he hates us, the next he's defending us against her. He is so stressed. Um, Your son's 20. This girl seems like a bit of a yeah, she sounds like a bit of a dick. So what you need to do is get on the arranged marriage thing, right? That's what you need to do. There's, I don't know what culture you are, right, who's wrote this thing in, but what I want to say is arrange marriage. Find a better woman and just throw her at him. And right now, he can't see beyond this girl that he thinks, you know, he needs to be with. But if he's just show him an alternative... Then he may just forget about this girl. You know? It's like when we was... Um, it's like technological change, isn't it? Technological changes. 
you know, when you're told something's going to stop and something new's going to come in, you're like, oh no, you don't want the new thing. I want the old thing. I'm used to it. Then the new thing comes, and then it's like, well, actually, this is all right. And then what? Three months later, can't remember how to use the old thing. You don't know why you ever had it in the first place. That's what it's like with people. Well, especially a guy in his twenties with his girlfriend who's nineteen, who seems like a massive bitch. So he needs <laughs> he needs a stumper. Like I said, and you as parents, you need to just provide them with a new woman. Don't tell him to dump her and leave him, you know, single. Provide him with a new woman to be sorted. Um let's see. Oh, this is a good one. Mate or date. Here we go. Mate or date, I slept with my friend and now I want a relationship, but I'm not sure she does. Here we go. I had amazing sex with my best friend when she called me late one night recently. I'm in love with her, but I can't seem to win her heart. But you won her pussy. Um, I'm 32 and my friend is 30. We've been friends since school and have always been a big part of each other's lives, just not as a couple. We both had relationships over the years that haven't worked out and I've always been there for her when she's down. She always falls into my arms um, and we have sex now and then, but that's all. She knows how I feel about her, but I think she fights her feelings towards me. I'm struggling as I want to go further. Basically, she is having her cake and eating it. Usually it's this halfway round. Trust me, let's turn this around. And then you'll see how simple this situation is. Imagine if it was a guy. He was friends with a girl. Yeah. And they had sex a few times. And she really liked him. And he said, nah, you know, we're just friends. But they kept on banging. Everyone called that guy a dick. And they'd call her foolish. Some would. A lot of people just sit aside with her. Be like, oh, he's so out of order. He's leading her along. So there's no different in this situation here. So what my man needs to do is, um, you know, because he's not actually in the friend zone because he's getting to have sex, but he actually really likes her. So I guess it's ultimatum time, mate. Do you want to be a friend or do you want to be a lover? Can't be both. Well, you can, but I mean, what you want, you can't be both. So you got to let her know. Look, this friendship's going to have to end. Or going to have to stop having sex if this friendship's to continue. It's that simple, really. I thought from the title it would have been a bit more deep. But, um, but mate, you're living the dream. Do you even want her? Or do you want her because she doesn't want you? Because that happens sometimes. We think we want a relationship with someone because we know that they don't want it with us. So it becomes this kind of magical thing that could possibly be. But she won't let it happen. As you ever think about what she's like as a girlfriend, mate? Bet she's a flipping nightmare. She's your mate, so she calls a mate, but as a girlfriend, nah. So what you need to do, mate, is just shut your mouth and enjoy having sex with your hot friend. That's what you have to do, mate. You're winning. Think about all your other mates who want to have sex with her. And you're getting to do it. Don't mess it up for yourself, mate. Right, let's have a look at this one. Back pain woes. Okay, back injury woes. My partner's rugby injury has left him unable to perform and I can't stand it much longer. 
I'm, I'm becoming more and more sexually frustrated since my partner injured his back playing rugby. I'm 29, my partner's 30, I have a healthy libido and I'm always sexually hungry. Well, then do we okay? You can't always be sexually hungry. I don't think that's healthy libido. You should be sexually hungry when it's appropriate, but you can't just be, you know, at your grandma's funeral going, do you know what, I want penis. <laughs> I'm always sexually hungry. Um, I've been with my partner for four years and he is the love of my life. He is great with me. A funny, sexy and terrific father to our little girl. Our sex life used to be fantastic. Uh, we would do it. We would do all sorts of things in the bedroom and I would regularly reach a fantastic climax with him. But my partner hasn't been able to perform since his injury. We haven't had sex and despite my many attempts to rouse him, nothing seems to happen. I need some sexual activity from um, from a ma- from a male soon, not him, from a male soon. I feel my biggest opportunity will be at my Hindu. Could I possibly use it as an escape and get the sexual gratification I so desperately need? How about you actually take time to understand that your partner's hurt his fucking back? Like, Jesus Christ, this woman's so selfish. The guy's probably depressed because he can't play rugby at the moment because his back's injured. And rather than you need to talk to him about that, you're just like, can I suck your dick? Women, you got to understand, right? Men, we don't want sex all the time, regardless of what you read and watch in the news. Not news, you know, watching films and TV. You know, we're not, we are simple and we are moronic, but sometimes there is just a little bit more depth to us. Maybe this guy's depressed. Hey, Maybe he's got anxiety about performing. Have thought of that? You know, how permanent is this injury? Like, you're always sexually hungry. But this woman's actually had to wait two weeks. The guy's probably, like, ruptured a disc in his back. And she just can't wait for two weeks. Let my man live. Maybe you actually ask him how he feels about his injury. I bet she hasn't. And then the fact that she's actually considering banging someone else while she's on her hen do. Why are you even getting married? <laughs> know what I mean? Just have a word. Just talk to each other, man. Tell me why people can't do that. Just chat. Why are you with someone who can't actually chat things out? Well, the fact that you have to actually write into somewhere else to actually work out that, you know, cheating on your husband's not the answer. Shows me that, you know, you're a bit of a, bit of a dick. Still, you know what? She should. She should just cheat on him. Cheating him and then realise what a horrible woman she is and then, you know, just leave. Um, <laughs> uh, right, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. One more, one more and then we are locking this off because we're on 27 minutes, cool. Um, which one? Whoa. Okay. Right, let's see, let's see, which one, which one, which one. He won't stop. So, Dad has been having video sex with foreign woman and Mum's devastated. Ooh. Lead me on. Guy, Great guy slept in the same bed with me, but he has a girlfriend. Ooh. No laughing matter. Best friend says explicit messages sent to my wife was just banter. Let's go on that one. 
Right. No laughing matter. Best friend says explicit wife sent to my explicit message sent to my wife's just banter. Dear Deirdre, I called things called things with my best friend after I found messages between him and my wife. He's back in touch with her and it's eating into me. Last year my wife asked me to sort out a problem with her phone and a text from this friend flashed up. It was extremely suggestive, so I did some snooping. I found explicit Facebook messages, intimate pictures he had sent her and talk of meeting up. I confronted her and she said she had never sent him any pictures and it was just banter. Mm. (laughs) She was constantly on her phone at home and and he was always on his whenever I saw him in our local pub. We're at a football club, so I distanced myself from him. Uh, my wife is 28, I'm 29, and so is my friend. Um, he has contacted her again recently and says it was to ask about arranging the joint 30th birthday party. Um, she then added extra security to her phone, but admitted he has invited her to go round and try out his new hot tub. This has brought back everything that happened before and I'm having horrid thoughts. Mate, you're a mug. Don't be a simp. Get out. Fuck her. Fuck it. They're not your mates. She's not your girlfriend. It's as simple as that. How's that banter? Like, he's just not your mate, is it? Like I've, I say some inappropriate things to my mates, girlfriends and wives. But guess what? I only say those inappropriate things with my mate there. <laughs> <laughs> and why is because it lets everyone know it's a joke do you think I would ever say oh mate you know if you were to say to like my mate well, oh you look hot just as a text message no that's sinister that's weird would I say that to her in front of my mate and in front of her yes because that's funny that's funny when we're in a group and plus my mate's I think of specifically with my homemates here. I've known the I've known, so two of my mates are married, right? There's a group of six of us, two of the guys are married. I've known their wives since we were all sixteen. So and I'm thirty now. So there's a banter, there's a friendship between all of us as a group anyway. But that story there though, mate, that's just no. No, 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 no. There's a certain jokes that don't fly and sending messages to you nah he ain't your mate just but when you dump her you're gonna have to realise they are gonna get with each other just know that right and you stay in there just to stop that from happening you're being a bit of a cock block mate (laughs) right last one this is the last one this last one lead me on um nah nah actually fuck that one I'm going to go to the dad one, because the dad one seems funnier, from just the title. Let's go. Um, here we go. Here we go. He won't stop. Dad has been having video sex with a foreign woman, and mum's devastated. My mum caught my dad having video sex with a foreign woman. I only found out because I saw her crying about it. Why does it matter that she's foreign? Are you a xenophobe? Um, I am 17, I'm a 17 year old boy, the only child, I've always been very close to my mum, she was devastated, um, she said he admitted meeting this woman online, and he had now promised to delete any kind of contact like that, 
but I recently checked his online history and it is full of sites with seductive women and erotic pages. I called him out on it and he changed his password so I can't get into his laptop. <laughs> I hate keeping this secret, but I'm worried about how it would affect my mum if she realises. Well, he, you said for him to stop to talk to this one foreign woman because you, know, you don't like foreign people. Um, and his history is full of sites with seductive women and erotic pages, so he's looking at porn. Mate, you're 17, right? Get out of your parents' love life. There's nothing you can do about it, you know? There's nothing you can do. It's none of your business. Respect your father. Let him bang these foreign women online. It's online. They're online messages. It's not appropriate. It's not cool, but, you know, confront your dad. Don't just tell your mum. Because what you're doing, when you're just telling your mum, basically what you're saying is, I don't want to have to deal with this. Mum, here's here's the here's his burden. Go be upset about it and confront dad, because I'm not going to confront him. And I get it, you're 17. You know you're not the alpha in the house. But listen, if you really got your mum's back, then you have to confront your dad. Maybe you'll have to punch your dad. Maybe that's where he's going to get to. You're at that age, isn't it? 17, yeah. You're going to feel you're going to have to start challenging for the throne. You have to just grips up your dad. But if your dad is bigger than you and he beats you up, then just starts cheating on your mum and you know about it and you just have to just sit there and just let it happen, then you're going to feel shit. So get to the gym. Um, you know, roid it up. Get, get wham. And then just fist up your dad, innit? <laughs> All right, people, that is the end of the podcast. That's episode 58 of Griff's Brain Dub. Cheers for listening. Share, subscribe, comment, message me. I, I, I don't mind feedback. And like I said, if you want to be a guest, whoever you are, whatever you do, then yeah, jump on. Jump on. And we'll have a chat. And we'll just chat about the stuff that goes on in the world. All right. Alright, okay then, that's it, that's the, that's the Chris Brain Dump, see you later.